I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It is the real Brian show, and it's Superhero Friday. I'm the real Brian. No, you're not. I'm the real Brian. Uh, excuse me, you're a guest on my show. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, my my name is Brian. So how come I don't get to be the real Brian? Because I am, dude. That name's taken. So suck it. Oh yeah. Well, uh, let's rock it. Hey, that's my line, dude. I stole it. Do I have to give this one to you? Yeah. Okay, come on. Doesn't this make you just want to like take a guitar and smash it? Yes. I like smashing. Or, or your brand Actually, new keyboard. I, I want to take a piano and smash Your it. brand new one though that you just bought. Yeah. That would be amazing. So that, take it. That would be totally a good waste of, of my keyboard. Oh man. I mean, did you? would you have enjoyed it? Maybe for a second. <laughs> Come on, you know, a cheap, quick thrill is worth it every time. Wait, no. I mean, I could have no, just, no, I can't say you know, I could just scream in a pillow or something. That's true. I liked the uh, the intensity there, though. You know, let's rock it. So, so your name is Brian. Yep. With a Y, which would beg the question, why? That's a really good question. I, <laughs> you know, I don't understand the different spellings, but one way or the other... So, uh, you know, I have to honestly say that of all the Brian's I know, you know, you actually could be a real Brian. I am the real Brian. Because I think you're actually one of the oldest Brian's that I know. Uh, (laughs) That didn't come out right. Oldest (laughs) as in... uh, Longest, one of the longest friend Brian's that I knew. Some friends are longer than others. (laughs) (laughs) So that would make sense. Uh, You're definitely not the oldest Brian that I know. Dude, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's Superhero Friday. So uh, we're drinking some China Silver Needle Yinzen white tea. I thought I felt something in my throat. Yeah. It hurt, but... The needle? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, so there's a, there's a theory going around right now that midichlorians from Star Wars mm. is actually just heroin. Oh. So, you know, you probably know, though, that's, that's not what this tea is about. I thought this was like caffeine. This is real tea. This is not like heroin. This isn't that crap that, oh, you know, I, people get... I didn't know there was yeah. like a heroin tea. Well, not that I know of. Well, I don't know. I guess if you pour... Was that Crocodile Dundee? That was cocaine, right? I don't, Here, I don't know. Why are we talking about drugs? I don't know. I don't know, but you know, this he's like... really devolved really quickly. Well, the guy was having like a nasal problem, you know, because he's whatever, withdrawing or... I don't even know what those terms are. I don't, you know, I don't even know anything about drugs, but it's funny. Somebody was actually telling me something about a drug and I was like, what? Really? Hmm. I'm like, huh. Well, I'm glad I don't know about it. I'm like, how do you know about it? I only know... About one drug, basically. That's yeah. caffeine. Caf- well, see, caffeine is not a drug, in my opinion. It's life. Mm. Well, no, I, I'm going to say coffee and tea are life. Because mm. even I'm okay with the, the non-caffeinated version. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I... <sighs> All right. Well, being that it's Superhero Friday, we got a lot to talk about. Definitely. I want to say a shout out to Tessa. Happy Superhero Friday, by the way. Now, she wished me that the last two Fridays. Mm. And I thought, you know what? It's only appropriate that I wish her this back Absolutely. since i won't see her today so what is a superhero friday is it the friday that superhero or are there more superheroes on friday or are you interviewing me on friday because i'm a superhero <laughs> yes okay yeah no you know that's a here's how it started all right on aero squad we would watch the episode on wednesdays and we'd record thursday nights and then we would release it on friday so we just called it superhero fridays nice but you know to me it was like one of those things that i was thinking you know with a with any kind of a show we got to have a superhero day i used to name shows mm. so back when i was doing some radio you know we'd name you know wednesdays were like mad flow wednesdays and uh i don't even remember but it was like mantastic friday yes you remember, so it started off as like potpourri Fridays. That sounds terrible. And it was horrible. I mean, it was, it made sense though, because potpourri is like a hodgepodge and that's kind of what it was. Okay. But I was like, you know, my man card was not only taken away, it was burned. I'm like, I can't call anything potpourri Friday. That's just wrong. I right? don't think you're even supposed to use that word. No. So I was like, it's kind of like manly or fantastic Fridays because, mm. uh, you know, it was a couple guys 
we tried to get women on the show with us on Fridays, but they wouldn't have anything to do with that episode. Mm. They came on mm-hmm. the other mm-hmm. days of the week, but never Fridays. So we're like, I don't know. It's like fantastic or, or manly. And, and then something came out like fantastic. I'm like, yeah, but you know, we've got a lot of wonderful women who listen to this show. So yeah. I can't call Friday a fantastic Friday anymore. It's well, got to be sense. superhero Friday. Uh-huh. It makes more because, yeah. you know, women are superheroes. That's right. Yeah. Our heroines, superheroines. See, that's where the heroine came from. We're back to drugs. Yeah. <laughs> we can, geez. This oh, is so weird. This is a clean show. Now, I have a new slogan for the Real Brian show. You, you and I actually came out. See, this is what I love. We'll get together. By the way, the other Real Brian here is in the studio with me. The realer Brian. The, no, no, that's not how it works. Oh. See, we do need a superhero name for you, though. What should we call you? The real Brian with a Y. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so we were caffeine. It didn't quite have the effect that I was hoping it would I really have. I like that. The real Brian with a Y. Yeah. Yeah. So what we do is we get together for coffee, usually once a week, sometimes every other week. Mm-hmm. And we solve the world's problems, business problems, all that good stuff. Yep. So we were trying to come up with a good slogan for the Real Brian Show. You know, somebody comes up to me and says, hey, okay, what are you doing right now? Well, you know, I'm a host of the Real Brian Show. Oh, what's Real Brian Show about? We came up with a great new slogan. And this is what coffee does to us. All right. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Nine out of 10 clinical case studies show that the number one regret people had on their deathbed was that they didn't listen to the Real Brian Show. I love it. What do you think? That's it's amazing. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to start telling it. people. Yeah. What's your show about? There you go. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it still doesn't tell them what it's about. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't they matter. They don't care at that point. No, it's like that was the only regret that people have when they're dying. Mm-hmm. They should have listened. Mm-hmm. But other than that, their lives rocked. So, you know, they, they didn't have any other regrets. It was just that. Right. Yeah. And these are wonderful people, by the way. So anyway, of yeah, of course they are. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've because surveyed the really all. mean people wouldn't say that. No, no, they wouldn't even know what the real Brian show is. Yeah, yeah because, you know, we only talk to real nice people here. We only let nice people listen. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mean people just I, I don't know. OK, we need to explain something. I think this is really important. So now I've known you for 16 yeah, years about that. Yeah. Jeez. That's too long, man. I think we were in kindergarten. <laughs> So does that make us like we're in college? Yeah. Sweet. Like that. All right. Yeah. All right, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I don't think anybody should have a friend for that long. That's a long time to have a yeah. friend, right? Don't you think? We should break it off. Yeah. <laughs> we need some space. We need to be we seeing do. some other friends. <laughs> you don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. So, yeah, man, we, we met back when I was doing some nonprofit work. You were doing some website stuff. Yeah. A little bit of hodgepodge. It was. It was was a little bit of potpourri. A little. This is kind of a potpourri of things. (laughs) We had a great time. We were. This was kind of back. You know, we were trying to create those little videos and stuff before. You know, it was easy. Yeah, the the little stickmen videos that were kind (laughs) of. Yeah. I don't know. This was for an actual business, a company, and we created these awesome. I think it was like stickmen karate. Yeah. Yeah, that was was. awesome. That was in our free time. Kind of back, like before that kind of stuff was really popular it became popular after that didn't yeah. it i think you kind of were one of the the first but you know anyway it was a good time but we did that you know i was uh i was best man in your wedding That's you know true. we've stayed friends since we've gamed a lot we've done stuff but i gotta tell you that going all the way back to that 15 or 16 years ago we were in that moment working for this company doing this stuff and and trying to figure this presentation out and it was like you know roadblock after dead end after roadblock constant not to mention, I think we were trying to both drink a gallon of water within a, oh, a yeah. few hour period. I forgot about which I'm that. I'm not sure I would recommend anyone. I did feel kind of yeah. weird one day. It's kind of like the gallon challenge. Yeah, but not like but in a day. So people say, well, I drank a gallon in a day. It's like, no, this is like in three hours. Yeah. It's probably a bad idea. I wouldn't yeah. write. Anyway, but, uh, you know, we were starting to get a little loopy. We were having fun. We were doing this. And, you know, when you get super stressed out and you're just not making headway, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. And then all of a sudden you just start doing stupid things. Well, I think like your brain starts misfiring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what happened? And I love this. We created a new language and I've tried to share this with some people and they just kind of look at me and they cock their head and they're just like, huh? Yeah. So we're sitting here, we're working on this presentation and all of a sudden we both just like heads forward, you know, because we were just we were losing it totally we were losing it yeah so this whole language came out of this what's kind of i don't even really know what you call that 
It's like a Swahili dialect, right? I have no idea oh. if it's Swahili. Okay, maybe not. Or yeah. Zulu or I, 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 I don't understand like those languages, yeah. so maybe not. I just started speaking it for some It reason. was weird. And then it turned into this bui and all that. But really, all it is is a bunch of buzz, huh, and bui. Mm-hmm. And basically, your inflection determines what you're actually saying. Yeah. That's it. Simple. It's a, it's a very complex but simple language. <laughs> So the only reason I wanted to share that is because it's fun to do now, you know, in, in the past we've sung songs with buzz and buoys. That's true. Or as Beaker would do it in the Muppets, me, 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 oh, me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I'm, I'm up for singing today or not. Cause I, I really don't think you I should, mean, but I don't know. Or I should. You're going to stress your voice maybe. Yeah. But now, you know, now, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, someone who. I mean, like I'm a programmer, so I'd use my fingers and arms a lot and, you know, like arm wrestling's not necessarily a good idea if I want to continue typing. I'm not sure that. Yeah, that's a good point. Screaming like a little girl. I, well, I wasn't going to say that or, or Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker's yeah. a good one. Yeah, he was yeah. a little bit could be dangerous on your on your vocal. Cords. That's true. That's true. Yeah, we used to have some fun. We did the Imperial March to the buh, buh, and the me. Yep. And when you get to that high part, I mean, you're really hurting your vocal cords. It did. It's scary. It does. Yeah. Okay, then. So, no, we will not <laughs> bless you. <laughs> that was Wait, one what of What was that? That Yeah. We will not bless you with the beautiful language of the Buyanese. You'll have to wait some. Well, it's also secret. I mean, it's like a secret handshake. So that's true. Thing, you know, yeah. like Abed and Troy and community. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Did you watch the final four? No. Do you watch basketball no. anymore? You like basketball? No. <sighs> you used to play. I, I it. take that back. I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't hate watch basketball. It. It's just not up on my list of priorities or time. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't find a good time slot. You know, you used to be good at playing, though. You were actually a, a beast on the court. It was more like running, flailing my arms and legs, and it would just intimidate people, so they would give me the ball. But the ball would usually go in the hoop. Yeah. Is that an accident? Well, I would make them throw it in the hoop. For oh, me. oh, that's a good. Yeah. You know, that happened last week. I was playing mm. and having a great time and I shot this shot and it bounced out, of course. And they went up for the rebound and the guy on the other team, Jonathan, thank you, my friend, boop, tipped it right back in. And he's like, Done. dang it. Dang it. Yeah. See, that is what we call working together. Yeah. My enemy is my friend. Yeah. Well, I remember, I don't know. I was probably eight. Okay. I was playing soccer and I got this amazing breakaway, got the ball, smoked everybody running for the net. The goalie's like looking at me like super scared, right? Everyone on the sidelines is like cheering and screaming. Goalie dives out of the way as I kick the ball because obviously like it was a really good kick. And then I realized it was the goalie on my team. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oops, that was not one of my brighter moments of sports. Not the brightest tool in the shed. No. Yeah. yeah. No, I understand that, dude. That was, uh, you know, when you're young like that, although I've heard that, I've heard that uh, our friends, you know, who have kids, they'll be, you know, shooting at the wrong end of the court or something like, you know, or kicking the, just, yeah. I mean, you're, you're not really entirely sure what's going on, yeah. you know, or maybe you're not just paying excited attention. Excited and you, you know, yeah. I'm going to do something great. Coaches suck. Yeah. Not, Blame it on someone else. It was was definitely the coach. Oh, yeah. It's never your responsibility. It was was not my fault. No, totally, man. They should have (sighs) known. Well, the final four, we we cut our cable. So, you know, we would have had to do the whole sling TV thing and which we didn't do. But anyway, we were able to watch the final four games, you know, which were the last two. Yep. And then the actual championship. But, you know, it was really neat. I got to tell you that there it's it's amazing when, you know, you just have like these moments of like, huh, this is a good point or whatever. You know, you just kind of realize something. But yep. It's fun to watch sportsmanship at that level. Mm. I'm not really into football because for me, it's just way too slow. And uh, I know people love it, but to me, it's like, and play, stop. And then they pause and then, and play and stop. And then they, that's football. I mean, I was like, uh, with basketball, they're like running up and down the court constantly, Constantly. you know? Yeah. But the last game, the championship was like the second half. They kept calling fouls and fouls and timeouts. And it was like watching football. (sighs) Terrible. I wanted Gonzaga to win though. And they did not. Mm. So it was a little disappointing, but interesting. You know, I I think the thing that I learned from basketball when I'm playing, when I'm watching, and I don't watch sports often. I'm just not one of those people that sits down and does that. But 
it's always an interesting reminder that, you know, you have a talent, right? You see these guys and, and you watch them play and they win a game and it's incredible and you see the talent and then they come back the next game and they can't make a shot. And you're like, what did they just lose their talent? Mm-hmm. Well, no, they didn't. Right. You know, they still have the same talent. They're doing their same thing, but it's a mind game. And I was doing that in basketball. I mean, last week I was doing these turnaround jump shot fadeaways and just constant, just hitting them one after another. Then I played this Tuesday. I couldn't hit anything and I'm going, what is, and and I realized I wasn't confident. I wasn't necessarily unconfident. I just wasn't that full confidence and I wasn't, you know, just like, Hey, whatever. I was just kind of like, uh, 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 I keep missing. I keep missing. And then I kept diving myself deeper and deeper into that negativity Yeah, because I'm like, dang it, I'm missing and, Oh, and I'm beating myself up and then you just miss more. So it's, man, I think it was an interesting lesson to remember that life is a mind game. Oh, you know, everything you do is a mind game. I can't remember who said this. It's somebody famous that I should probably know, but there's this so crazy saying, no, 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 it was Pluto. No, not, not Pluto. (laughs) Anyway, if somebody in the last like hundred years said like, whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. So I mean, it's that belief of like, Oh, I'm totally going to fail at this. So I'm like not even going to try or you do. And you don't give like your hundred percent. And so you end up like, doing bad and you're like see i knew i couldn't do it exactly yeah you yeah, prove yourself it's right a mind game you prove yourself right either way right exactly yeah i, I hear it all the time too are like ah oh, you know i could never do that and i'm like well you're right yeah because you'll never try because you don't believe exactly you can. yeah even though they probably could if they wanted to yeah yeah i heard a lot i'm going to be talking about this on monday about you know the idea of the law of attraction which kind of goes back to this whole unleashing your superhero thing that i was talking about you know you really do get back what you put out you know, it's that whole law of sowing and reaping sort of thing. So if you're going to be saying, you know, I can't do this. Well, you're right. Yeah. If you're going to say I can do this, well, then you're right. You know, or, and you may, you know, you may fail along the way, but you're going to continue to learn and improve so that you do. And I see it all the time. You know, people are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sick. And you will. Yeah. You can actually you make yourself stressed sick. out and your yeah. mean response, you know, goes down and then. Yeah. That's done. crazy, man. Life is a mind game. And then one day you wake up dead. And hopefully you didn't have that number one regret that you didn't listen to the real Brian show because that's nine out of 10 people. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Nine out of 10 regrets. That is. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Not, not nine out of 10 people. So if someone has like 20 regrets, like two of them, no, no, no. What I mean is that, you know, nine out of 10 people that have regrets. Oh, I see. Yeah. Then that's, you know, they just, their only regret was that they didn't listen to the real show. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, that's subtle. It's very subtle. It's important though. It's very, very subtle. Yeah. Very important. So watching basketball, dude, I think I'm going to have to do a Monday episode on this one too. You know, you get kind of bent out of shape, you know, as an entrepreneur, I mean, you understand this too. You get into this moment where you're like, man, just trying to figure this out. You know, I'm trying to, why can't I solve this problem or or whatever? Why can't I make this work? And I hear it all the time, especially, you know, being around other entrepreneurs, everybody's trying to solve problems and trying to grow their business and try to grow their life or whatever. Everybody's struggling with something, right? So Watching basketball, I don't know what it was, if it was just the simplicity of watching people running up and down the court, or I really have no idea what it was, but all of a sudden I was just like, this is simple. Does it really matter? Mm. I'm going to do my best, but why force things? Why can't I just relax and, you know, just go for it, do my best, have fun. And you know what? I did my best and whatever happens. Yeah. And sometimes when you relax and you just kind of go with the flow, you see opportunities that you would have completely missed yeah. other times because you're so focused on something very specific that you think is the path totally. or you think is the idea and you totally miss something that's like trying to punch you in the face. Yeah. Well, you know, when I start freaking out about, oh my gosh, what am I going to talk about on Fridays? Because, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I have too much to talk about. And sometimes I'm like, what am I going to talk about? You know, yep. that's typical of any, mm-hmm. any radio or podcast or anything like that. And this week I'm like, whatever, we'll just, we'll just have fun. Yeah. And so far I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah. I forgot about this and all this. And it's just easier when you relax, when you kind of say, oh. hey, whatever, have fun. Yeah. Be confident. Right. It goes back to basketball mind game. It does. It. So you, you got to tell me the end of the story. Did Gorgonzola win? Gorgonzola? Yeah. No, because I love cheese and I, I was disappointed that the cheese didn't win. Well, doesn't the cheese always win? Thought, well, the cheese always does win. Yes. But in, in this case, uh, no, North Carolina won. Oh. So Gonzaga is out, which was sad because I wanted to see Gonzaga. You know, they're the underdog. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and actually cheese is always the underdog. I know. Speaking of cheese, can we just have a moment of silence for yes. cheese? That's all. Okay. 
All right, that's probably good. Yeah, enough. that's probably good Actually, enough. Yeah, wow. was, that was yeah. a little uncomfortable. That was, yeah. We should go get some cheese and eat it while we're. Yeah, I know. I have actually. I, mm, I, I brought some. That espresso mm. infused aged cheddar. Mm-hmm. I mm. need to go get some of that so we can. Oh my gosh. Yeah, food. Hey, speaking of food. Yes. There is. Well, I don't know if it's new or not, but at least it's new to me. There's this coffee. It's called Black Insomnia Coffee. You ever heard of it? I have not. So Sounds apparently crazy. it has the highest caffeine content of any coffee, somewhere around like 270 milligrams or something like that, which, you know, a standard light roast cup of coffee, somewhere in the 200 milligram range, uh-huh. give or take. And this is just for 12 ounces. Too. Right. So I'm thinking, you know, we may have to contact them and say, hey, send me a sample. We'll try it first time here on the show and we'll let people know what we think. See if it really has that caffeine content. And, and you know, you will be able to actually know for sure. Cause if we're drinking this throughout the show and if we get more and more stupid and hyper, yeah. Well then by far these guys, you know, they're, they're, they're telling the truth. Yeah. I mean, otherwise they're a scam. That's true. Yeah. Do, do you have to sign a waiver? I don't know. Okay. Probably if you drink like their entire, you know, bags worth of mm. coffee. Interesting. It was a flash of light <laughs> exploded on stage. Just just a little green globule on his drum set. It was fantastic. Yeah, this show goes to 11, so it'll be fun. Uh, I, I don't know. I want to try it, though. So Black Insomnia Coffee. So wow. just stand by. Okay. I have some ideas, and uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I just wanted to say, I did this Tuesday. I played basketball for you know a little over an hour, and then uh, I went to Pilates. And you know, I've been doing Pilates for mm-hmm. the back and, and the stupid nerve that they... No, it's a great nerve. It's stupid that they oh. injured it and traumatized it and it may or may never come back. So mm. certain muscles don't work, as you know, but doing Pilates, it's just like getting stronger and stronger and I'm able to do things. And uh, I'm like a beast now, man. You should oh. see my eight pack, dude. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Wow. No, I, I really do love I mean, it. Every keg has an eight pack. So that's true. Yeah. You know that that is it. Yeah. Well said. No, it's cool. I've heard a couple of like very quick stories. I haven't heard the whole stories, but you know, a couple of other people in there that have had issues too, you know, whether it's a, an injury or physical issue or uh, one of the girls there has a, or I don't know if she still does, or I don't know how that works, but scoliosis even. Mm. And you know, just how Pilates has really helped to, you know, keep the body moving and everything. So yeah. it's, it's been very interesting, but I've done a lot of studies on that and I'm not a gym rat. I don't stare in the mirror and look at, I mean, I, I don't have the the muscles some of these guys do, but I'm functional. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can run, play basketball again. Two years ago, I couldn't even walk. Yeah. I mean, you remember like, here I we do. are standing right here. Yeah. Standing in front of the microphone and probably what, what are we at right now? Yeah. So we're like 25 minutes in 20 minutes ago. Yep. I would have been in excruciating pain, feeling like somebody stabbed me with a knife. Mm. So it's nice, man. It's good to see like fight through it. Well, I think during that period I was stabbing you with a knife. I just, well, I don't yeah. think you remember that part. I was kind of wondering, I was like, what's that pressure yeah. on my leg? And then yeah. I turn around and nobody was there. Yeah. Yeah. That, that explains the blood. Not weird. Dang it. Okay. And sometimes it just takes a while for those things to connect in your head. Yeah. Yeah. I think you might need some of that coffee. I think so, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, I've got a new gadget Ooh. or, or kind of, you know, we, we have like a, a gadget fun thing of the week. Nice. Yeah. 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 This one's yeah. fantastic. Dude. What is it? It's called deodorant. Oh, you ever heard about that Sounds stuff? Sounds amazing. Yeah. Huh. It's a cool name. Huh. I tried it and I was like, wow. Deodorant? Yeah. Or huh. or I guess, you so know, like some people... it like takes away the odorant? <laughs> I don't know. What's an odorant? Well, I mean, I would assume because, you know, with my superior English skills that it would be something that odors something else. Odorants something else. See, I understand odor, but I don't know what an odorant is. Oh, well, I mean, it's whatever the opposite of a deodorant is. Okay. Well, all so right, if you then. Can figure out it's pretty cool. What that is I was reading about it. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, maybe I should start, you know, trying this stuff. Huh? Kind of like the coffee. Interesting. So, yeah. so what is it supposed to do? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I think you drink it just like you do with the coffee. Mm. That sounds good. That's pretty exciting. Mm. No, actually on a very serious note here, I've been using this stuff called Piper Y. You ever heard of them? Mm-mm. They were on Shark Tank. You know, I've always used something like Axe or whatever. Yep. And the stuff works, but I was starting to read about some of the stuff they put in a lot of those mm-hmm. deodorants, the mm-hmm. chemicals and stuff. And actually what's really weird is I started realizing I was starting to get, you know, some skin irritation and other things like that from some of those. And so everyone's like, you know, use a natural deodorant, use something that has, you know, normal things in it that our bodies can actually, you know, deal with. 
and they don't work, dude. You put those things on and it's like two hours later, you stink. You know what mm. I'm thinking? This is ridiculous. So I see these guys on Shark Tank and Barbara Corcoran loved them. I think she was the one that invested in them. I think. And she's like, wow, this stuff really might have been Lori. I don't remember, but one of the two. And anyway, they, they, they're like, this stuff really works. It's incredible. It smells good. They do use like the, the charcoal activation and some of the essential mm. oils. So we're like, we, let's just try it. I mean, Sounds what do delicious. we have to lose? And uh, man, that stuff will last. And I've put it to the test. Hmm. I have, and I apologize for those of you who are queasy. I'm queasy. Uh, you're so queasy. thank you for your apology. Okay, no I problem. appreciate that. <laughs> if we went like two days, two or three days, I went without a shower. Wow. I played basketball twice. I walked, I biked, and I did Pilates all in that time on one, you know, usage. On one swipe. One swipe of that stuff, and I didn't smell at all. So did you do like half a swipe under each arm? Or you're supposed to take like a pea size. Well, this is the, it's like a paste that you Aha. dip your finger in pea size. They Aha. have a stick that we tried. Okay. Didn't like it. Didn't work. Mm. And I think they're still trying to tweak that formula. So it, this is a new company. Mm. So their little paste or whatever works awesome. Nice. I wish I was getting some kind of a kickback here for talking about yeah. them because I I'm giving away free publicity. I, I'm offended. True. I'm, I'm offended. I'm offended too. Mo- mostly by your stories of bodily smells and stuff. Well, I like don't that, smell. That's the thing. But this was like, I put myself to the test and I didn't smell at all. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. So I use one that's like 80% aloe vera. Interesting. With like some essential oils in it. Well, some people use Febreze. Yeah. And it doesn't work very well, but I, that sounds terrible. Well, so yeah, that's the dragon con rule. Hmm. They have like a, what is it? Okay. Let me think here. Four. Two one, I believe is what it is. Is that right? A four to one, what ratio of Febreze to tenders? No, no, no. It's like four, two, and then one. And I think it's like, I could be wrong about the numbers here, but the idea is this much sleep a night and this many meals a day. So I think it's like, try to get four hours of sleep a night minimum, try to get at least two meals a day minimum and take one shower a day. (laughs) Nice. And everyone's like, and Febreze doesn't count. So that's, I mean, because apparently they were doing this at Dragon Con. People just weren't showering and they were spraying themselves with Febreze and we're going, wow. Well, I feel like that just makes sense for Dragon Con, right? I mean, you just, look, it's I, all part of the experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's called respect. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, you know, it's, I don't know. Hey, listen, it's like a sweat lodge. I, yeah. 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 That's true. It's but I mean, spiritual. think about a lot of the, <laughs> Come Dragon Con. It's a spiritual experience. You will not shower for a week. And probably kind of stinky. You will not sleep. Yeah. And you will not eat. Imagine the higher, what would you call that transcendence? Yeah. Kind of reminds me of our game nights back in the day. Yeah, but we all showered prior to game nights, so we never smelled by the end of it. Oh. Of course, we didn't sleep, and we really just ate crap. It's true. What's changed? Yeah, not much. Yeah, not much. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. All right. Moving so on. here's a good tool. Speaking of that, uh, and t- going back to even some of the hacks of the week, I mean, uh, have you read Tim Ferriss's new book? I have not. It's on my large list of, of things to read. Okay. Tools of Titans. Yeah. Fantastic book. What I love about it is it's just little short interviews. I think I've mentioned it before, but he has a little section in there about tools that the hackers use. Hmm. And it's the idea to, you know, protect your computers and your devices from stuff that hackers you know, would try to come after or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was reading through this stuff and I'm like, wow, this is fascinating. So I think you and I need to uh, sit down and do some experimentation because you've got some of that programming background that you could look at that and say, this is good. This is good. A little bit. Yeah. And and I, I work at a cybersecurity company. So, Ooh, so you would know. So I have a little, you know, insight on some of that stuff. Sweet. We'll be like Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So what do you find when, when hackers are coming after things are, do you find that people are doing it to, you know, be malicious or are they just screwing around or are they money. coming after money? Okay. That money. Was mine. Yeah. I mean, there's all, of course there's all the little, you know, little script kiddies, you know, guys sitting in their mom's basement, super upset at the world and they hate everybody. So they're just going to do stuff to be malicious, but that's not the stuff you got to worry about. Yeah. It's money. I mean, like anything, right? Yeah. Like, Greed is a powerful ally. Yeah. Anakin. Mm-hmm. It's also a powerful motivator of companies to spend money trying to fortify their perimeter. Interesting. So here's a question. Does the money they spend to fortify their perimeter outweigh the money that they might get taken or have taken from them? That's typically what they have to have to be able to justify in order to spend the money on it. Hmm. You know, there's the, the high profile ones, right? Like the, the target 
attack a couple of years back or cost them like billions of dollars yeah. when it's all said and done of lost revenue and, you know, fixing credit scores and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, that, and, and typically there's a really long Delta between when you get hacked and when you realize that you've lost something and the longer that time is the more expensive it's going to be. Mm. So, yeah, that's interesting. I understand why they do that too. I mean, you know, you, you've got certain things you need to protect proprietary things, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, I feel like we as Americans are, well, not, let's not even say Americans, let's just say consumers in general in the world don't tend to protect ourselves as much as we probably should. Yeah. You know, even, uh, you know, it's that typical, I think people joke about this, but you know, the whole idea of putting a tape over your webcam and everyone's like, Oh, whatever, you know, ah, nobody's going to do that. But apparently, you know, your camera is one of the easiest things to hack and people do it on a regular basis. It happens. So yeah. And I, I never really, I mean, you knew it was an issue, but you don't hear about it enough. And yeah, let me ask you this though. Do you see the actual light come on? No. Oh, so you would never know if that camera comes on. Yeah. Interesting. There are a lot of assumptions that we have about the the tools that we use that if I turn it off, it's off. Oh, yeah. How do you know that your laptop is actually off when you turn it off? You don't really. The screen doesn't come on like you can't hear the fan running, things like that. But how do you know, like when you shut your laptop, that it's not still doing things that you don't know about? Right. I mean, there's just there's lots of assumptions that we make that are probably really bad assumptions. Yeah. Well, that was one of the tools they were talking about. I don't even remember what the actual program was, but there's something in there that actually does prevent it from doing, you know, sending or receiving anything at all while your laptop is off, for example, because of that, because yeah. you don't know. Yeah. So we think, and then there's a back door into that. Oh, I'm sure. But you know, the thing is, is at that point when you're, when you're putting up that kind of level of security, then you better have something they really want. Here's, here's what I think we should really do. We should make these little tiny stickers that we put over the top of the camera. And it has like this little tiny miniature drawing of something heinous on it. So as soon as they turn on the camera and they see it, it's like, I want to turn that off because yeah. it's not actually real. It's just like a little picture that's so small that when the camera activates, it looks like, you know, it looks like a room. Yeah. Full of, I don't know fungus death yeah yeah or a picture of them yeah that would just, not be creepy oh, here no this is an even better Ooh. idea because it's really easy you just get a mirror and you put it over the top oh, of the camera and so as soon idea. as they turn it on they just see themselves and they're Ooh. like what the heck why is he watching me oh hey yeah. i like that would that work totally <laughs> I'm like, are you serious right now? You serious, Clark? Are you serious, Clark? Yeah. I think the yes. No, if that really does work though, where they see the mirror, then that's a great idea. They'll just see the camera. Dude, that would be so, what? They'll just see the camera. So they wouldn't see themselves. No. Bummer. Because wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. If like they they turned it on and it was like, oh my gosh, it's them. Or maybe it's just like a TV in front of it and you you're you know, you're like air playing it or, you know, sending it to your TV. And so, you know, like when you get in a room that has mirrors on each side and you just see like infinity of mirrors, it's like, it's like inception, but just for the camera, it just sees a TV, which sees a TV, which yeah. sees a TV forever. Mm. I kind of like this. That would be amazing. It would really, it would really throw them down. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like this would be better. You know, if you had something like this, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. See, that would be, you know, if now granted, you'd have to actually back that up. Nunchuck skills. Yeah, bow hunting skills. Bow hunting computer skills. hacking skills. So we're, computer we're, on, hacking we're on the skills. right track there. Yeah. Chicks dig guys with skills. So yeah. I'm telling you, though, if we could... I, I would love to find these people. I, I know really some people who used to do that. Mm. Yeah, that's about all I'm able to say. Now, they used to hunt down the people that, that oh, hack things and kind of like bounty send hunters. in people eaters. That's what they call them. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me about mm-hmm. people eaters. What does that mean? Like they're, pe- they're the people that make people disappear. Oh, wow. So, okay. Now, let's see. This is a great story. Yeah. This is where we're going to go with this one. Uh, tell me a little bit more. I mean, I know you can't say much, but here. So you knew people that were like, we're going to call them hacker hunters. 
Yeah. Hacker hunters. Yeah. They work for the Department of Defense. Okay. You know. And they would actually physically find them. And they they would physically pinpoint their location through, you know, their wizardry, computer wizardry, and send in the black helicopters to make them disappear. I mean, we're not talking like, you know, oh, this guy stole some credit card numbers. I mean, we're talking like high level cyber terrorists. Yeah, terrorists. Yeah, exactly. Essentially what they they didn't hunt, like even cyber criminals. It was like terrorists. Sure. Right. Full on, like at the top of the big terrorist organizations. Interesting. Figure out through like, you know, they have embedded spies over there that will send them one tiny little tip about like a phone number. Right. And then they spend a long time. Mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to find that phone number. And then, you know, one series of coincidences and they figure out where this guy hmm. is through a lot of very incredible skills and technology. Interesting. And then the person disappears. Interesting. And never to be heard from again. So yeah. they either go to work for them or they cease to exist. Yeah. I, I don't know how, you know, all that stuff works, but there's probably this like underground prison for all these people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good to know that they're fighting it. You always hear the, oh, we're going to go to, you know, war on terrorism. And it's like, how do you fight terrorism? I mean, really? Because these people aren't just like out on the battlefield, like in Braveheart charge, you yeah, know, it's a little different. Yeah. Now. They're, they're guerrilla warfare. I mean, there's a lot of that, you know, you don't know they're there until they've attacked. Yep. And so it's, it's nice to know that people are out there trying to protect some of us yeah. while others are monitoring the rest of us. Yeah. There's <laughs> Right. Oh, there's no, they can't keep us safe if they don't monitor us. Right. <laughs> Hence the, you know, tools yes. that we need to protect ourselves. <laughs> I had a little stint uh, with a government contractor that did all of that sort of stuff. So they would take, you know, physical hardware, software, and they would try to break it and misuse it. And interesting. And, you know, point out where its weaknesses are and all that sort of thing. Right. And I learned some terrifying things that really like what? I can't say scare the living. Nope. That's <sighs> scary enough. It's to the point where it's like, were you under oath or whatever to never divulge those things ever again? Is that kind of what you're talking yeah. about? Really? Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy, dude. So, so, okay. Then tell me this. What should we as, you know, normal human beings, what should we do? Cry. <laughs> <laughs> there is no hope. You're all evil. Is that, is that what you were going to say? Well, I mean, at at some point there's, there's not a lot that anybody can do about any of it. Right. I mean, yeah, there's so little we understand. I'm a programmer. Sure. I work at a security company. I know such an infinitesimally small amount about computers and technology and the networks around the world and satellites and all that sort of stuff that like there's not a lot that anybody can do like specifically to oh my computer is hacker proof or oh my identity is safe i mean a lot of it's like security through obscurity nobody knows that i exist so yeah you can't steal something you don't know exists right but that doesn't work if you're like a big multinational corporation yeah. and you're a huge target for either intellectual property theft or theft yeah. of w2s or what have you sure well and i'm saying like i'm not talking about people who are actually out there committing crimes because you know if you're committing crimes and stuff then you know it's just a matter of time right you play with fire you're going to get burned but i'm talking about people that are you know just doing their normal life doing their thing and they want to just kind of protect their privacy and whatever and i know there's like you said there's some things you just can't protect against because they just have better resources than we do and the less you share the better it was really interesting i was watching this one So I'll talk about two videos. One video I was watching was, you know, there's a lot of social apps where you can like put your location on there, right? And if you're within the location, you can kind of see what's happening around you. It's so cool. You know, there's so many people in this area, like talking about whatever. Well, this guy wanted to prove a point about what you can learn and how you can invade people's privacy. Yeah. So he goes into this like, crowded area in a city with lots of restaurants there's these outdoor patios they find some people posting things about like oh i'm here at this restaurant eating this is so great pulls them up finds their other social media accounts from that 
learns all about them and like their family and her sister just had this baby and she works at this place and went to school at this place. And so he walks up to her and he's like, hi, so-and-so like, it's been so long, you know, what'd you do after you graduated, you know, at this college and how's work going at such and such place and how's your sister and her baby. And, oh, I love the baby's name, blah, blah, blah. And this girl's just like, who are you? Yeah. And I mean, the guy was just, he was proving a point that you can learn like a huge amount about people from what they willingly share. Sure. Sure. And it's just a matter of like aggregating that all together and misusing it in a way to really like either social engineering, right? Like you pretend to be somebody else that they know, or Hmm. you just freak them out or blackmail or, you know, what have you. So it's, it's a lot of, it's just what we willingly share. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, you know, I mean the, the things that I see on social media, people sharing is like, wow, that's a lot of yeah. information. People ask me, how come you're not more involved on social media? And I'm like, well, that's one of the reasons it's like, I, I mean, I'm not afraid to share things. It's just how much do random people need to know? You know, like my friends yeah. should know everything. And if I'm in touch with, that's why I like, you know, direct kind of stuff more like like messenger even though i know that's not secure either but you know stuff like that or text or whatever because it's like you know hey we can hang out we can talk but i don't know some of these people that i'm friends with very well they don't need to know everything that's going on you know that's always been a little bit of a holdback for me to be you know like oh let me share the entire life and world and everything that i do on social media because it's just not I don't know. Yeah. There's got to be a balance there. Well, there is, but some of it is like reading between the lines, right? And well, sure. And when you aggregate all of that stuff across yeah. everybody, oh, a person who talks about A and lives near B will also probably do C, right? So there's some like predictive analytics around sure. those sorts of things. Sure. Like if you follow certain news organizations and you retweet certain things and you have a really high likelihood of, you know, having this ideology or that ideology or minority report yeah i mean almost is it it really is getting close to that but Mm. instead of having precogs that sit around and dream this stuff up like machines are just churning through it and and using some pretty phenomenal technology to to churn out things to a really high degree of accuracy you know and there is something to be said about you know certain behaviors and and involvements and and that kind of thing do lead to things Uh uh-huh but not always. Yeah. And I think that's where they need to distinguish and they haven't done that because I've seen that before too. And and where they, yes, minority reports sort of put that into people's minds, but I've seen it, you know, with actual real life and stuff where, you know, they'll say, well, this person did this and was involved with this. So therefore this person will be this. And it's like, that's not necessarily true, right? It can be, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to be. And I think that's where they, they need to distinguish that. They need to draw the line on that. That'd be and, tough. Well, of course. But that's where you got to get into the mind of the person. Yeah. And especially like in, in the face of tragedies, right? Like you well, have sure. this big tragedy where some person commits a horrific crime and it's yeah. like, if we could have only stopped that, how can we stop the next one? And, you know, do the ends justify the means? It's, yeah. That's a that's a tough one. To me, it goes back to, you know, we've talked about this a lot because it's something I'm very passionate about is that, I don't know, maybe it's because of what I've seen and stuff, but it's like, you know, people have this tendency to say, well, you know, this person did this, so they're an idiot. Yeah. Or whatever, you know, you you name it. But then you're like, what's the root? I mean, it goes back to, you know, you have a cold, you take NyQuil. Oh, I'm fine. Well, no, you're not. You're masking the symptoms. What's the root cause? Right. Didn't get enough sleep. You're not eating healthy, high stress, you know, whatever, right? Look at Mm -hmm. those root causes. Fix that. Yep. The problem with people is when they do things bad, they make mistakes, they hurt somebody, you get bullied, whatever, right? You're seeing the symptom. You're not seeing the root cause. Why did somebody bully you? Garrett talked about that. Episode two. Well, the real well, yep, it was a bonus episode now, but he was talking about why was the flight attendant so mean to him? I remember that. Yeah, that was a good one. She had was it just lost somebody to cancer or just developed. I mean, it was yeah. just horrible, horrible, story. terrible news. And yeah, and it's like, no, it doesn't excuse her behavior. But the reality is, what's the root? And I think that's such an important thing that we need to be looking at. You hear it all the time. I mean, I yeah, this goes back to so many stories I've seen lately is people never look at the root. They look at the symptoms. Yeah. Well, I think, that's I, the think problem. I think it's because the symptoms are obvious in many cases, right? It's like, well, here's yeah. the thing that's bad. The root can be so difficult to track down because sometimes it's layers yeah. and layers and layers in, right? But that's and, the key. And yeah. So you're asking like, what's the answer to solve this in the future? That's the answer. Can it be solved? It can be addressed. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Can it be solved? It all depends on each person. Can we solve it and live in a utopian society? Nope. I don't believe that. Yeah. I think it's impossible. Well, we're always going to have problems like that because, uh, you know, we live in an imperfect world. Absolutely. Man. Okay. So, um, interestingly enough, this kind of goes along with another thing I was going to bring up. 
I'm curious to know why so many times lately I'm hearing people more and more keep saying that we're quote all the same. Mm. Have you heard that? Yep. Do you know where that comes from and why people are saying that? Well, I think it probably I don't I mean, I don't know if there's like a an actual like this person said it first and it started from there. I think the people the reason people say we're all the same is sort of like out of a a good root of we want we want to acknowledge the equality of all people. But there's a huge confusion from my perspective between sameness and equality. Like, oh, yeah, those things are not the same. No, but, but we conflate them often. You're right about that. I think that's a really good explanation. And that makes a lot of sense because people do want to be treated equally, which I believe they should. No matter what, you know, we may not agree with each other. We may not, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, we may have different backgrounds, different nationalities, different experience. Well, we all yep. have different experiences, right? But who cares? We all should be treated equal. We should all have. Yep. Well, you know what? I don't even think that's right. We should all be valued equally, which I've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Valued equally. Yes. Treated equally. Not necessarily because um, think about it. Let's just say, you know, you and I are going in for a programming job. You have programming skills, expertise, experience, background. I don't. Why should I be treated equally for that programming job that you're, I mean, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Equally is, I think it's tough to measure too, because uh, did you get an equal chance? Were you given the same opportunity? That's, that's uh, were important. The outcomes the same. The outcomes were not the same. Yeah. Uh, it's important to distinguish was the opportunity the same. I think that's important. Yeah. And that's hard yeah. too, because yeah. I think it can be subjective a lot of the time. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle with. It. I think the other place where people struggle with it is just like meanings of words, right? Semantics. Yeah. And yeah. I remember something my grandpa said when I was really young, he was talking about how understanding of your language, he was talking about English specifically, having a good vocabulary and, and understanding English is a fundamental principle mm. to learning and actually gaining knowledge and wisdom. Because if you can't understand words that people are saying and if you can't articulate the way that you feel or what you are thinking communication is extremely difficult yeah it usually ends up hurting somebody or causing problems or wars or yeah yeah and and so i think like if if we're not able to and i think that's a problem between sameness and equality i think Mm -hmm. i think it's an issue with people not knowing the right word and maybe it's a problem with our education system i mean who knows what the you know maybe i think social media is a big part of that like trying to keep things short and succinct and emojis and so like we lose the meaning of words and so oh instead of using this big word that has some very specific meanings to it we use like oh it's just just we'll just insert this really small word that makes the sentence easier to to say well you lose a lot of meaning well then you confuse people Right. Yeah. I hear it a lot now where people are saying, well, we're all the same. And I'm going, no, we're not. We are so different. And that's a good thing, by the way. Being the same would suck. But then I hear, well, we should all be. In fact, we just like I said, we just did it right there. You know, oh, we should be treated equally. Well, no, we should not be treated equally. We should be valued equally because value and treatment are very different. You know, value is that we respect and value and love that person or, you know, whatever you want to define as value. But that person is valued equally, regardless of who they are and what they know and where they come from. But the reality is, is that, you know, if I'm in a job setting, for example, I should never be treated equally with somebody else. If we have different skills and experience and life, I mean, so many different things there. Yeah. You know, I've been up against other people in the past. And if I know that somebody else is qualified, especially working with clients, I will tell that client, this other person that I'm up against here that you're considering is an awesome choice as well. Hmm. And so I value that person. I value what they bring to the table. The reality is at that point, we should not be treated equally. It should consistently come down to what is the better fit for that company. Well, isn't that equal treatment though? Uh, No, because they're saying, well, because if we got equal treatment, they'd have to hire us both. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think maybe I think that's the equal outcome is that they hire you both. But see, treatment and outcome to me are sort of one and the same. It's tough to separate. I think that's that's part of the problem, right? Like equality at what level, sameness at what level and how do we define those terms and how do we how do we agree on the subtleties of all of those? And and that's part of the problem, I think, is we all have different definitions of different words and which goes back to the vocabulary. Absolutely. It's very important because, you know, I think. We all need to be given the opportunity. I believe that. Uh-huh. And what you do with that opportunity is completely on you, right? So if you squander that opportunity, well, then you're not going to get treated the same, period. 
Yeah. If you uh, yeah, take that opportunity and you run right. with it, then you should be treated, you know, equally with that sense. So equal opportunity. Yes. Opportunity, I think being the key word. And I know that's a big buzzword round or obviously a big phrase equal value. Yes. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, like treatment and outcome. Yeah. I think that's very different because if they hire somebody because, uh, well, we wanted to hire this person based on whatever, not their qualifications or whatever. That right. That's not right. You that's know, true. they should hire the person based on the fit and the qualifications. Yeah. And I think it's tough because equal opportunity sounds like a really great thing. But the reality is, is that we don't all have equal opportunity, right? Like, yeah, let's think about like a really extreme case. Someone in a labor camp in North Korea mm-hmm. does not have the same opportunity as someone here as i do that's true for for anything that's very true nearly anything in the world yeah i have more opportunity than that person does and that's that's extreme sure it can be you know carried down you know i think very relevantly to our neighborhoods uh you know someone who has an alcoholic father for example will probably have less opportunity than somebody who had a non-alcoholic father yeah that's true and it's really hard to get out of those things that cause you to have less opportunity through no fault of your own. Sure. Right. Yeah. No, that's a very good point. Um, I mean, we can still value those people equally. Mm-hmm. Equal opportunity is a whole different animal to yeah. try to solve at that point. See, and that is hard. And, you know, like I talked about the homeless situation recently and it's, uh, you know, that was a tough subject, of course, but then just even thinking about, you know, the mindset thing and, and some, it's like, do you want, like people will sit there and say, I want equal opportunity or I want, I'm not even talking about race here at all. This has nothing to do with race. I know equal opportunity is usually associated with race, but I'm talking about Mm -hmm. in general Mm -hmm. people that I know, they want an equal opportunity here. They want to, you know, why didn't I get that chance or why wasn't I given this opportunity or whatever? You know, I hear that all the time and, and, and I've complained about it myself. So I understand it. But what's interesting is that, like I said, I'm gonna be talking about this, the idea of law of attraction too, and the mindset, if you're given an opportunity. And like I said, you squander it or you're like, eh, whatever, I don't care. Or or I'm deserving. I'm entitled. Well, then you don't deserve anything. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think there's something to be said about that. There are certain people in this world who will cry foul, but then they won't do anything about it. And then there are other people who work their butts off and are never given that same chance. And that's Mm -hmm. not okay. You know what I'm saying? So there, and you're right. How do you solve that? You can't, you do your best everybody, you know, but I think that's where I love that point of um, knowing your vocabulary and articulating the words and the phrases correctly Mm -hmm. because I hear it a lot too. Well, I'm not a very good communicator and that is why we had a misunderstanding. Right. So, okay. So I need to be a better listener. Mm -hmm. I need to be a better, try to read between the lines kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. That's my responsibility, but your responsibility since you're not a good communicator is you need to learn how to communicate better to avoid this in the future. And I will listen and comprehend mm-hmm. better to avoid you know what i'm saying yep so i think that that's a really good point as that's I've, where all of the fights are happening right now it you is. know it's absolutely it's just people are not listening yeah and, and they're not and, communicating i mean i mean sure there are some like very different like deep-seated assumptions and or convictions that that people come to rightly or wrongly that kind of cement them in a spot but i think in large communication you know, really, really breaks down for people when they come from sufficiently different places, mm-hmm. economically, socially, geographically, you name it. Our perception of words change. Totally. Uh, certain words can carry negative connotations and other ones can carry positive and can be completely different for someone else. But in addition, like you may say one word and they hear another because they're not really even sure of like the meaning of the word. And so they think it's like this other word and it can completely change the, you know, the structure of what you're trying to say. So, you know, as I raise my kids, like that's really high on our list of Mm -hmm. things to teach them is a teach them to love to learn and teach them how to learn so they can learn for themselves and be like teach them vocabulary and you know how to write and how to read and reading comprehension and articulating those things and that's tough it's not it's not an easy thing to teach but i think it's extremely vital because if you can get those things down if if you don't have vocabulary and you don't have a good reading comprehension you could pick up a book that has unspeakable amounts of knowledge in it and not be able to internalize any of that and that's like that's a terrible tragedy you know, that's, that's very interesting. One of the things they're doing in, in the business world right now is what they call bridge style, you know, personalities, backgrounds, experiences, everything right. is, is not because man, I see it all the time. You know, and I used to hear it all the time in high school and college. I don't understand women. I don't understand men, you know, 
It's actually really not that hard, but you know, if you're not paying attention, then you're right. It is hard, but you know, I, I would see it in business all the time. People just communicating and talking at each other and never listening to each other and mm-hmm. understanding. And in fact, I just saw it recently with older people mm. still haven't gotten it. And it's this idea of, you know, they, they saw this person who was dressed nicely, clean cut, you know, Oh, I like that person. That person just looks like a real nice, clean cut, straight shooter. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, because, well, you know, doesn't have crazy hair or not showing off with uh, a crazy hair. Well, who cares? You know, mm-hmm. and it was this very interesting thing that I got. How do I put this? I'm trying to put this nicely in a way that, you know, they cannot see past their own personality mm-hmm. and their own style. And so to them, if it fits within their own style and personality, then it's right. And if it doesn't fit within their own personality and their style, it is considered wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's horrible. That is not the way you do anything because what that does is creates rifts. It creates miscommunications, fights, broken relationships, wars, all that. Man, I've seen it so much in my life and I get so tired of it because it's like, you know, my personality is very different than a lot of people. And and you and I've even had these conversations about this kind of stuff. It's yep. like we were trying to sift through like, listening to Tim Ferriss and some of those guys. And I, and the, one of the reasons I like Tim Ferriss is that he breaks it down into a lay person's uh, communication sure. and vocabulary, which I like that because I'm not a technical person, but he's not my personality. And one thing I've learned, I can't believe it took me this long to learn it, but I can't learn very well from somebody who's not my personality. Mm. I can learn stuff from them. Yes. But I need to seek somebody who's my personality and learn from that because that's the kind of person that's going to help me grow And what I've been trying to do was conform to what our society wants me to conform to. I played uh, piano and I'm one of those people who loves to improv. And, you know, some people consider what I do to be super flashy. The intention and my, I'm not setting out there to be flashy or Mm -hmm. to show off, but I'm setting out to be very good to add a lot of flair and, you know, musical beauty. Sure. To the group, right? And I was told once, dude, just stop that. That's ridiculous. You need to just play block chords. Mm-hmm. Do nothing. Be more like that person. It was the worst advice I ever heard, right? And mm-hmm. it killed my music passion. Mm. And I haven't played since. And uh, But I realized that it's like, that's just not who I am. And the fact that that person couldn't accept that is a problem. But at the same time, I have to accept that certain people are the way they are. So it's that whole idea of bridging style. I'm an extrovert. Or the situations are the way they are. Like perhaps you are in the wrong place. Oh, totally. You totally. Know? Yeah. It wasn't a good fit. Yeah. It, it, you know, I think some of those are, if you are a lawyer in New York city and you are appearing before judges in New York city and you walk in wearing jogging pants, like we do here in Colorado t-shirt, like, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure lawyers do that here in Colorado, yeah, no, but like no. we dress typically like sure. way more laid back. Yeah. You're going to be held in contempt of court simply because you're not acting the way that they expect you to act rightly or wrongly. Does it matter if that can that lawyer still be a good lawyer and do his job? Oh, totally. Yes. Yeah. Is it maybe more distracting to people and like causes maybe some other unforeseen consequences? Perhaps. Sure. Yeah. So like in that scenario, that person may say, well, I'm comfortable, you know, wearing jeans and uh, and a nice shirt. That's just who I am. But you're also going into that environment that requires you to respect the others. Mm-hmm. So therefore, you should mm-hmm. wear a suit, for mm-hmm. example. That again goes back to bridging style. I think that's a really good point because so, for example, I'm an extrovert. You're an introvert. I know a lot of introverts. I refuel. Now, granted, I do refuel alone, but I refuel when I'm around people. The more the merrier kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get excited and I get totally recharged. And so I recognize that I am considered to be the quote introvert exhauster. It's kind of funny. That was a term labeled to me. <laughs> I, once. I knew I knew I was feeling tired. <laughs> I know you need some more. You need that, uh, you know, caffeine coffee, thing. black insomnia coffee. Anyway, Boom. so I was talking to a couple of introverts and they're like, well, you know, I, I don't want to get together. I don't want to do anything because I need some time to recharge. And I got to thinking, I totally understand that. And I respect that. Where's the meeting in the middle kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, or like I cannot get up early and go to bed early. I've tried. I've tried so many years, tried different strategies and things, and it never worked. What's wrong with being a night owl? Our society doesn't condone it. In fact, it condemns it. But why? 
you know, I understand if we have a 8 a.m. meeting because somebody else does that. Okay, I'm going to force myself to get up. It's going to hurt, but I'm going to do it because I respect that person. Yeah, I think. But it de- will they respect me and my night out? You I know mean, what I'm saying? It, it, yeah, it depends, I think, on the context, right? Like, you know, if you are a teller at a bank, like the world runs on sort of a normal-ish schedule, quote, that, you know, goes from like seven or eight until five or six, somewhere around in there. So, sure. like, you got to be open during the business hours, right? So, the context is wrong sure. there. But I think it comes to there again, there needs to be balance and bridging style. You mm-hmm. can't say, well, this is the way the world works. So suck it up and do it. Yeah. Because then the other people are screwed. That's not okay. That's why we you, have ATMs. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But that's why I think you need to say this person's style, personality, experiences, vocabulary, language, mm-hmm. culture, whatever bridge style. You know, when, when I went to Taiwan, I didn't act like an American. Right. I'm on their soil. I'm going to go and I'm going to try to learn as much of their language and customs as I possibly can in the time that I had. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do my best to respect them because I'm on their soil. Right. I don't act like an idiot American over there, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always happen. Yeah. You know, but it was very, and honestly, like they were greatly honored by that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how honored they would yeah, be. Yeah, it's but, a give and take. Yeah, right? but that's the way it should be. We should respect others. Yeah. Like, I'm going to try to learn the language a little bit so I can get around and, like, see a street sign and stuff. And then, you know, the locals are going to expect that I'm not going to know the whole language because I don't live there. And I'm not going to expect that someone who comes here, you know, from Italy is fluent in English. And, sure. And, but you you're going to give them grace for that. And try to help them out. Yeah, it's a give and take. Yeah. With so many things. Right. Interesting. Well, I hadn't planned on talking about that, but hey, that was exciting. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for dialoguing. Totally. I like this stuff. All right. A couple last things and then we'll head on out of here. I'm going to throw out my music of the week. I know this came out, was it last year maybe, or just before that, but you remember the band falling up, right? I do. Yeah. They did their final album and it was a self-titled one called falling up, but there's a song called up in houses. That's just really Mm. fascinating. I like to consider them musical geniuses. They do things musically that musicians understand very well. Mm. So, you know, if you're not a musician or you're not musically inclined, it may be, may not resonate. Hmm. If that makes sense, but fantastic. And then I had a rain song because we've gotten a lot of rain this week. Yes. Oh, it's been great. The rain. And I've mentioned these guys before. Elegram. They only have two songs. It's hilarious. The second song is with Lauren Ruth Ward, but it's called Come Home. And it's like I turned this on while it was raining and I was like, dude, mm. this is my rain song right yes. now. And then the new gaming song, Demon Hunter. Patience. Nice. Yeah. I- for as long as I've known you, you have had these songs for seasons and like times and like yeah, you associate occasions. music with certain occasions and seasons yeah. and weather and all these different things. Isn't that weird? Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, you know, you think about it. There's always certain experiences or smells or totally yeah, you know, your has senses, those, yeah. right? Yeah, it's cool. And I finally saw Kong. Thank God. Been trying to go for a while. I don't know what you're talking Kong. about. Kong. Kong. King. Oh, King Kong. Yeah. The new Kong movie. Oh, I didn't. I know, know you haven't been one. to a movie in a while because you know you you yeah. got kids, man. Things things take precedence. And I'm an introvert. Why the heck would I go out to a movie? I know well, people there. There was a dude there that came by himself, sat next to me, and snorted the whole movie. He's like, <gasps> I thought he was like choking well, on that's his. That's why own. I try to stay home because people get mad at me when I go out and I snort next to them. You're like scratching yourself half the time too, and you're like, this guy seriously thought the guy was snoring. That's what he sounded like. And you know when you're like, okay quiet boom ah scares the oh so distracting anyway whatever you know there you go bridge style you should probably leave your snorting at home anyway i was surprised it was a lot better than i expected it was wow i kind of went over like what okay i was expecting kind of a dumb movie nice maybe we should just not lower our expectations on everything that is a great way to be happy in life just have lower expectations yeah just be like actually actually i would advocate for having no expectations whatsoever interesting Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And I know you're not saying that in a pessimistic, you know. No, not no, Eeyore it's not way. a fatalist, like no. pessimistic. It's just like don't have expectations. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Because you save yourself a whole bunch of disappointment yeah. if you don't say, like, well, this is the way it's gonna be. It has to be, because you know be that's pleasantly just what surprised. I think. And it's just like it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's a you good know? point. That's true. I know people were doing that after The Force Awakens came out, which I still haven't seen. Yeah, well, we need to remedy that. But I'll tell you, there was a, a point in there where they were asking about one of the characters. I won't give any spoilers. And people were trying to come up with all these theories. And then at one point, people were saying, well, I would be upset if J.J. Abrams didn't do this. And I thought, dude, you have no say in it. Expectations. Just drop your expectations and be happy with whatever he does. Destined for disappointment. Yeah. Now, I know uh, Captain Influence would disagree. He hated J.J. Abrams. 
you know, the force awakens, mm. you know, I need to bring him on here and expectations. talk about that. Yeah. Well, now there you go. So Tony, that's my question. Did you have expectations or was it like the fact that Jar Jar wasn't in it that disappointed you? I mean, you know, everybody likes Jar Jar. your assumption that Jar Jar was going to be in it and Jar Jar was not in it. You know, I had the expectation that Jar Jar's bones were going to be in the desert and we didn't see those. And I was <sighs> disappointed. That is something legitimate to be disappointed. See, about, I, though. okay, thank you. I knew it. Yeah. All right. Well, the other real Brian with a Y. Misa like a desert. <laughs> Misa busted with happiness seeing you again. Oh, the, the best part when he's like, Arby? Arby! Arby! and you're like, oh, no, oh, make oh. it stop. I really wish they would have killed him off. You know, the way they took down Mace Windu, you know, when the emperor like throws lightning yes, at yes, him. Yes, Could yes, they have yes, done yes, that right. with Jar Jar? Mm, mm. I mean, I don't want to see an innocent Gungan die, but was I'll he innocent an, though? Exactly. I'll I make mean, an exception for him. Thanks for being on, man. Yeah. Th- seriously, this was fun. Thanks, thanks for having me. Superhero Friday, another one, you know, in the books. That's right. Of course, I don't have any books, so another one in the... Computers. I got nothing. The phone. Uh. And the interwebs. Uh. Well, you know what the music means. <laughs> it's time to dance. Woo, yeah. Seriously, though, thanks for being on, man. It was a lot of fun. We'll My have to pleasure. get you back whenever you have time. Yes, sir. All right, so uh, have a great weekend. Coming up next Monday, we're going to be talking about... Well, that law of attraction, unleashing the superhero. We're going to continue to dance until the music stops. And then I don't know what we're going to do the rest of the day. But hey, thanks for joining us here. I am The Real Brian signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.